Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the reality is. No, I, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. This is like these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn up. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a hard on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church and turns the thing on. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something to start today. Oh, oh, niggas are straight out here raw dicking and choking on fuckers. If God has his hand on you, why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came you out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Like, pussy like, the big deal, nigga. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. We know. Oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happens, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, people who have a little bit more, then we have a little bit of time to get people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equalized the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. You are now This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcast essential podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. This episode is also brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear, the brainchild of actor Gabriel Silva, to stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you. Visit and patron uh, patronize this, not patronize, is that the right word? It is. Okay, patronize this website by going to www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. Shout out to the homie uh, Gabriel Silva and his mom, Tiffany Silva, and uh, Houston, man. Um, ever since we interviewed Gabe uh, back in, I think it was like early February or March, we interviewed him. I think mm-hmm. it was at the top of the year. You know, they've kept in contact. We've been uh, real close to them. Shout out to Quentin. What's Quentin? How do you pronounce Quentin's last name? Don't give me the line. Just try it. Because every time I see it, I want to do it, and I'm like, I'm not any good at it. <laughs> you don't know how to pronounce it? No, I'm not just try sure. It one time. I have something in my mind, but well, just really go sure. for it. Just throw it in stick, and then you'll talk to him and say, hey, I said it on the podcast. This is how it sounded. <laughs> Tell me, is it right or wrong? Quentin. And wait a minute. I thought we were getting away from saying last names anyways. Well, he's a public figure as far as, like, marketing and putting people in place with each other. I mean, because not to be funny, we met a couple of people through him. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to embarrass yourself by saying his name, then I understand that. Yeah, we'll leave you. it at that, okay? Because, all right, I, the reality is just say, you know what? I, I don't really fuck don't like to butcher people's names okay. because my, people my butcher name your is name. butchered all the time. Okay, so, so that's what you say instead the... of sitting there acting like you don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> that's how you have to do that. <laughs> 
I want to say shout out uh, another special shout out last week who gave a shout out to her but I want to give a shout out to Surrender um, on realizing the prof- professionalism that me and you have that a lot of people don't know about us but that we really have a we really have great chemistry and great professionalism oh, no yeah. matter what the circumstances yeah. so shout out to Surrender for giving you that yeah. uh, shout really out and saying that to you because a lot of times you know people don't really know how hard it is to work and do the things that we do mm-hmm. and as late as of late um, we've had people you know bless us or want to do things for us um, for doing what we do on the podcast or whatever we do in everyday life like people yeah. want to help you out with consulting work you know I've had a couple of people since the event last week you know reach out give a couple of gifts whether it's cooking something or bringing something and you know we do appreciate uh, appreciate that you're so funny <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, so we, we yes. do appreciate everybody who's reaching out to us man and giving us you know positive words Stepping into new territory yeah, yeah it is different though yeah. it's different to take something from somebody because I know like when people offer me something like because they know you're connected to me like they'll be like hey so what is Artesia like what does she want and it's it I tell people what you it's very well it's not it's weird because it's easy for people if people was dogging us or talking shit down about us then Mm -hmm. it's like that's the norm these days but it's like it's like I've said before when people be like oh somebody spoke to you uh he being friendly or I don't fuck with friendly ass niggas and it's like Mm -hmm. when did doing the right things become the wrong thing that's why I said it's sad that the world is so fucked up it's like you really don't know when somebody's just genuinely trying to be nice to you yeah because you're always on guard to be like what does this person really want but sometimes uh, sometimes I feel like we can overanalyze people I think me and you were talking last night and I gave you the perspective of like uh, say for instance if somebody okay if it's a guy who's married Mm -hmm. and he lives in the neighborhood and we're watching a TV show right now Mm -hmm. and let's just say it's you know some housewife show or what's that show that used to be back in the day um, where they had the apple and it was like the women on ABC it was a housewife show Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. So let's just say it's one of those, like it's a scenario like that. It's a husband um, and a wife and a family that moved into the neighborhood. You have the woman who comes over and say, hey, I made you guys a casserole or I made you guys cookies. And as they walk away on TV, being a viewer, you get to see that person walk away. And maybe at the end of the walkway, they smile like a devious smile, like mm-hmm. I'm going to get that man. Or they smile and be like, damn, it's good to have another wholesome family in the yeah. neighborhood in there. But we don't know their yeah. intentions in real life. So you don't know if they're saying, hey, welcome to the neighborhood or really do a good job or hey here's a gift um, I'm going to eventually try and suck this nigga's dick or fuck this yeah, girl. unfortunately you can only go off past experience exactly. and your own personal like intuition or whatever vibes you get. And women's intuition can be wrong. It can be wrong. Thank you for saying that because when women say that, when I say that a lot of times a lot of women be like Nah, it, normally it's right. sometimes it's it, like I said it's very dependent upon past experience mm-hmm. and um, that's not to say you're always I think the indication or the inkling yeah. is always right but the circumstances may be different. But that's when I feel like you can start beginning to make a mountain out of a molehill. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to be careful on how hard you are judging people and how hard you are viewing people, which mm-hmm. both of us are going kind of going through that right now. How we, how hard you view somebody, how hard you may judge somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's important to be able to decipher whether it's you or whether it's them. And then, like you say, it can be off, you know, it based off history. Of it could be a combination actually. of both, true. But it's, it's, it's unfortunate because not all the time you may be able to put your hand on it. So mm-hmm. I want to uh, give a shout out to the people, like I said, who've been supporting the podcast as always. I never want to forget the people. Uh, we've seen an influx in listeners. Uh, we've seen an influx in different states being added to the followers list who are listening, on followers social. on social and people who are listening. The reason I want to give a personal shout out to Tiffany Silva is she did a two-page spread on us. 
mm-hmm. in Houston on the Take Action uh, magazine. Take Action magazine that mm-hmm. they have, and that has opened up doors to where now people. I remember I looked and I checked the uh, listenership and everything, and where we are being listened to, and it was two new countries that mm-hmm. were at it. Um, I know our listenership went up in. Um, I said the the what, UK, the UK, and it was somewhere else. I said. I believe it was New Zealand because I was on a call with her earlier this week uh-huh. and um, she was just saying how that is two of the places where she gets the most traffic from yeah. for the magazine. And I've been able so to see it that. it correlated over, over. to the Because when I told you, I was like, damn, we got a lot of people, you know, like listening and the listenership has went up by like 5% mm-hmm. over in, uh, you the said, UK. the UK. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, what happened? And you told me about Tiffany. So uh, Tiffany, if you're listening, man, we appreciate you. We'll yeah. definitely be seeing you again soon. And uh, we appreciate that. To get into the real topics and the meat, I want to start off with Demetria Obelor, uh, Channel 8 New. Is she a weather no, meteorologist? No, traffic uh, reporter. And causing wrecks you know, in the dress. Is, oh, <laughs> Channel 8 is my station. That's uh, yeah, my go-to and station I don't watch for the, the news. news. I grew up watching that, so I religiously watch it to this day. And I know all of their voices. Yeah. So in the mornings when, I, when I'm waking up, yeah. I automatically turn my TV on to Channel 8. Yeah. And I heard her voice, and I was like, okay, that's somebody new. So I opened my eyes, and I looked at the TV. And, yeah, she has a body. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, you know, dresses that are showing that body. She has, a rec- she has reckless curves. <laughs> and Reckless so when I curves. saw it, of course, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, thing, like, people. okay, we got a black girl on, yeah. you know, she's rocking the natural hair, mm-hmm. got the curves going, like, she's mm-hmm. doing her thing. My God. Thick and arms, then- breasts, small waist, <laughs> thick thighs, booty, thick. I, you know what? You know you thick when your ankles thick and your calf muscles, like, it's like your ankles and it runs into your calf muscles. Mm. So anyway, She probably can uh, cook, too. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> I think you're getting man. a little too caught up. Yeah, but um, anyways, so this lady decided to go to social, which we've talked about this before. Social a white media lady. Let's keep it in context. Gives people a sense of power that they really don't have. A white but person. she decided to go out mm-hmm. and say, have any, have, you know. Jan Sheed or Shed? Jan Shed. Have okay. you guys seen the new traffic reporter on Channel 8? Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I think she called her as like size 16, 16 and 18. 18. Yeah. She's like, she looks disgusting. Like all of these things. And when I tell you like black Twitter, um, even other people on Black social Twitter media is real people. were coming to her defense like how dare you try to body shame her yeah. like that's not right even Chance the Rapper has yeah. something to say in support of her and not to be funny some of the quotes I was looking at the quotes and I was like you know what let me read a, a couple of the favorite quotes and then I'll give my opinion mm-hmm. so I was like one of the favorite quotes I had was uh, the one guy said first of all I need to start watching the news another <laughs> uh, another person said Demetria is a whole season Thanksgiving meal and Jan <laughs> Shedd is mad because she's leftover tuna casserole and Ooh. we know nigga we know in black houses niggas ain't eating tuna casserole <laughs> like I don't know who the fuck bringing that tuna casserole but we ain't eating that shit so if you thinking about bringing that shit here in the next couple weeks don't fucking yeah, do did. it have a random craving for tuna casserole you last did, week I and did, I yeah. made a small yeah, portion, a portion of, of it. it. Well, because everybody doesn't know how to make tuna casserole. It's kind of like potato salad and shit like that. Like, everybody yeah. can't make everything. But it was so weird because I hadn't had tuna casserole since I was like a little kid yeah. and it was just out of nowhere. I wanted some. Yeah. And my kids thought it was the best thing ever, yeah. which is that's good because I used to get tired of eating <laughs> so another listener said this is uh, another watcher for of Channel 8 said this is precisely how women of color are treated in the workplace wearing the same exact mm-hmm. shit that white girls have on exactly now that's very true they all will literally wear the same shit it's just because she has those curves 
and, 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 you know, shout out to, to, you know, women, period. I don't like to pit people against each other. But a white woman can wear what Demetria wears and they'll have a little muscle. They have muscle, done it on that, the we have, But they'll have a little muscle booty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got a muscle booty. You got the muscle thighs. It's like, it's professional to them. Who was that that said all that ass is unprofessional? That was Charles. Shout out to Charles Wells out of Houston, man. <laughs> He said women with big asses is unprofessional, and he and he basically said that shit. He was only saying it because he was like it can cause a distraction. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you have on. It doesn't matter I what you have she on. She did a video in sweats. In sweats. And, a, and I yeah. went back through her Instagram and looked through every Instagram picture, and I would have gave her a like on everything. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Before we get back to reading the listeners, a lot of people fear curvaceous women. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about men for a minute. Okay, I've had conversations with white males. And black males and other races of males. Now, from white males, predominantly the answer was they was like, I don't really want all that booty. I can't handle all that booty. And when they say I can't handle it, they're normally meaning their penis size. Mm -hmm. Because you got to think about a thick woman. A thick woman with thick thighs and a booty. First of all, the vagina is already ducked away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In a a petite woman. Mm -hmm. But then you add an extra three or four inches of thighs. And if you're a man with a five-inch penis or a six-inch penis... (laughs) You gonna have trouble. You gonna have trouble getting into them spots where if she already got a a difference of three inches from the vagina gap to the to the thigh, mm-hmm. and you got five inches, that and or six, that takes away half of your game. <laughs> that sounds awful. It takes away half of your game. So a lot of dudes are, are are scared of that. Now you have women. I can't speak for a woman, but I think a lot of women, especially older women, as Jan said, you know, she kind of looked like she's been around the block a little bit or out in the sun too long. But the point of the matter I'm trying to make right now is because I don't want to really talk about people, even though I'm throwing a little shade. It's overcast well, right I now. Think social media did a great job. They did an amazing job of doing it. But I think also people look at somebody and they're insecure because they can't pull it off mm-hmm. or they look at it and be like. How and it's she, just a new age. How did she get on like TV? Back in the day, it might have been considered, you know, not professional or yeah. whatever. But, but how is it not professional age. to be who the fuck you are? That's the thing. Didn't nobody... That's, God made her with reckless curves. Exactly. But those were the rules set in stone back in the day. But yeah. now we're entering a new time where pretty much it's a little bit more freedom. Yeah. You can do these things and get away with them. Yeah. And so you got to look at somebody like Jen. She's clearly older. Uh-huh. So she's used to And a little seeing, beat up looking. <laughs> Yeah. She's used to things being done and seen. They've in a taken certain her to life. the woodshed a couple times. Her, she's on the downside of life. I'm sorry, Jan. I'm sorry. Are you really sorry? Though? I'm not really. <laughs> so Just ch- watch Channel Six, bitch. <laughs> that like goes if you don't, into if, our if, other yeah, if you don't want to see Channel Eight, watch Channel Six. <laughs> well, even a white guy, I forgot his name, but he said, "I'm as big as a honky as they come," <laughs> and that woman is gorgeous. You could put a body like that in a burlap sack, and the curves are still going to be there. Exactly. Jan is crazy. Yeah. Hey, Demetri Obelor, I would like to interview you once you get an opportunity, you know, to step away from everybody else kind of ramshacking you to get this story. We don't want this story. We want your upcoming and upbringing of what happened and what you went through to get to this point, which goes back. Maybe we should even put them in like take action gear. I'm pretty sure she was bullied at some point mm-hmm. because most full figure women at some point in their life, they've been talked about. You were talking. I was talking you were, about that's what I can say. Too skinny. You I, told me yeah. about that several times before, where you said people used to talk about you yeah, for being I'm too skinny. Too I used to get big. talked about for my lips. Like yeah, being, I got talked about about being, for yeah, that too until too high school. Then everybody was like, Ooh, "You suck dick." Yeah. Lips. Or and, and then, but it was the same thing for guys too, because girls used to be it's like, "Oh, crazy. girls used to see the same shit." You see full lips. You see pink lips. I've had people say shit to me about my lips all the time. 
You know what I'm saying? So I remember, shout out to Derek Askew, man. He probably don't even listen to podcasts. He probably somewhere still tucked away in Texarkana. But Derek Askew, I remember one time I was walking home from school. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school, and I used to have to pass. Like, me and my brother, I would meet, catch up with my brother and them walking home because they would get out of school before me. sound like a whole bunch of miscreants. So when we, when I used to meet up with him when I was, whatever, when I used to meet up with him when I was walking home, I remember one day I was down because people had been talking about my lips, Aww. talking shit about me. And it was just like, damn. And I remember one day, like Derek walked up to me. He's like, everybody talking about your lips now. He's like, we just got to high school. He said, wait till you get to high school. He said, mm-hmm. them same lips that everybody talking about, girls going to be wanting you to eat pussy mm-hmm. and they're going to be wanting you to do this and do that. And sure enough, when I got to high school, That's when it all it's right. like the shit just took off. Yep. But then because I was so used to kind of being by myself and being a loner, and it, I was kind of like the guy who was popular in high school, but I wasn't popular. Mm. I was popular because I knew a lot of people. A lot of people knew me and they liked me, but I wasn't really popular because when you think about popularity in high school is more so based off what you're doing Mm -hmm. what clubs are you in what sports are you playing and i didn't do any of that exactly and i pretty much just hung with anybody and everybody you know what i'm saying i even hung with the nerds the people who was getting bullied so entire school was like clicks and i remember my crew was the p10s we called ourselves the perfect teens jesus christ (laughs) that is that's that definitely sound like some high school shit i know but we all still hang together to this day. I got homegirls that they used to call themselves the round table clique. They went to Liberty Hollow High School and they, yeah. I used to be like, what is up with all these cliques? But we had one too growing up. Um, shout out to Jeremy Cannon, mm-hmm. Paul Cannon and the band here in Dallas. They have a, a what they, was y'all click name? Uh, Twin City Click. It was TCC Click because it was the Tri City, like the area. <laughs> so we had somebody, everybody from that clique. So yeah. we used to be like TCC. But I, City. I started talking about the cliques because I've always been the type of person I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not like, oh, you're not a part of my group, so yeah. I can't talk to you. So I kind of caught some flag for that. But mm. but you know, the funny thing, too, is I, I feel like even with this um, Demetria Obelor situation, it's like people stay having shit to say about people. Mm-hmm. And I tell you this all the time, women especially, mm-hmm. with this whole feminist movement and all this shit that's going on, it's always women, especially black women, oh, dogging yeah. each other. You know, it's been several times I've dated women, even when I, you know, with me and you, it's been people being like, oh, you could do better or why are you with her? Or yeah. it's been people before me where people was like, oh, you could do better. And it's like, yeah. I, and when people, when especially when I hear women mm-hmm. That's the worst say this, ever. I'll be like, okay, I can do better. Tell me how I can do better. They mean because you can it, do better with them. Yeah, because it's, it's like if you're talking aesthetics and if the only thing that you got to talk about is aesthetics, then you're the fucking problem. Exactly. If you're 30 something, a whole lot oh, more. Oh, to keep a man. Yeah. Because I mean, like like we've already talked about, so many men are cheating on some of the most beautiful women mm-hmm. and they be cheating. And then not to be funny, the one of the things that make people so mad is when they cheat on somebody that uh, they feel like may not be as attractive as they oh, are. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, you slumming? Well, bitch, she may suck a better dick than you. She may ride a better dick than you. She may cook better than you. She may be more attentive than you. Mm -hmm. When men are doing whatever they're doing, sometimes it's because they want to, and sometimes it's because we just don't have a need. But we have a need that's not being met. Mm -hmm. Getting back to the women, I never understood why women have so much shit to say about other women. Mm -hmm. Like with men, if if a woman is talking to you, that is definitely too low. You just had to shrink down. It don't look better. You literally shrunk your shoulders when you move that mic. If that's better. Okay. So then, you know, it, it, I always see that because it's like you have women saying, "Oh, somebody looks better," and then it makes, or you could do better, and it kind of. And the the women who I hear say that, mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't have a lot going for themselves. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I hear that, you can't I, have a lot going on for yourself and that. still talk about other people, or even want to talk about women's rights and feminists and being whatever. Like I just. 
I ain't got time to pay attention. I got too much shit going on in my life to worry about why somebody's dating somebody mm-hmm. and having something to say. Now, I am a person who do who does feel like most dudes are whack. Okay. You've said that before. You'd be like, you feel like every guy's whack except yeah, you. you That's not true. But I do think it's whack when I can close my eyes and listen to a guy talk to a girl and it sounds like the same shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I say dudes are whack because they're not original. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, hey, um, did you ever do any dating apps and shit like that? I was like, one time. I was like, I wouldn't even do that shit now. Like, I'm the person, I enjoy the natural interaction of people. Mm-hmm. Like, going to I a like bar. Yes, what I'm saying. Agree. Going to a bar, having a yeah. drink, seeing somebody looking at me, and I looking at them, and then we just start a conversation. Or going to a networking event, even if it's just a friendship, and meeting somebody and being like, this just a genuine conversation and finding out who this person is, mm-hmm. as opposed to putting up a facade on yeah, social media. On the, on the profiles, that people are going to say what they think people want to hear. Yeah. Like, not to be funny, that's how a lot of female friends that I know have gotten caught up because guys on there are like, oh, I'm looking to be married and I want to settle down and know good and well that's not what they're, they're not. looking to do. And they shout out to Joseph because that's what Joseph used to say. And that's the thing about a lot of men. Like when I hear women talk about niggas on social media, I got one homegirl particularly. She always reaches out to me and she's talking about several men. She lost her virginity at like 28 mm-hmm. and I think she's 29 now. And a lot of times when we're talking, she'll tell me about these guys and she's going through a lot of random guys because she's, you know, late in the sex game. She's figuring mm-hmm. shit out. She likes what she likes, so on and so forth. But the one thing that I've realized about her is she hasn't still hasn't taken time to know herself. A lot of times we're putting ourselves in positions or we're saying these things that we want when it comes to dating. And it's like, how many of us have really taken time to ourselves to really adjust and figure out what it is that we want? What I mean by that is so many people get out of relationships Mm -hmm. and they go right back into dating. Now, going fucking and dating is two different things. Mm -hmm. But going right back into dating when you know you're not ready because you're you're used to something or you've become acclimated with something and you're used to having a person there to do things, Mm -hmm. you got to be... Like, why is it so hard for us to fix ourselves first? Like, we just ain't patient enough to sit back and really listen to what we feel like we need to do that will actually make us better. Yeah, I think that's the problem all the way across the board. I was reading something earlier this week, and, oh, no, I wrote something earlier this week. And it was just saying that we always tend to uh, pour into other people the things that we should be pouring into ourselves first. Yeah. Because what happens is if you haven't, properly pour it into yourself you're giving so much of yourself to other people that you wind up empty and then you look up it's years later and you're trying to figure out what now yeah but i think that's why it's so important in relationships and friendships and whatever relationship to be able to take out time for yourself Mm -hmm. like not to be funny if you like manicures and pedicures Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i think it's important at least once a month to take out that time for yourself get your hair done for sanity for sanity's sake i mean especially when you have kids you know you're working in your career yeah family relationship like it's a lot and I don't think people really take time to think about that. And when you take off from work, you don't always have to actually be sick to take off no. from work. Them, them sick days is you can be used days. for mental health days. And for those people who feel like, you know what, especially black people, because mm-hmm. we don't, as much as the system uses us, exactly, we do not like to use the system. But you know what? There's this little <laughs> thing called, yeah, it. it's this little thing called short-term uh, disability. disability. And it's this thing called FMLA uh, that yeah. if you apply for it and you go to the doctor and you get you a letter, you can take off some days throughout the month I forgot where I was working at but with my migraines Mm -hmm. it was brought on by stress and you know when things start picking up and I was like what can I do and you put me up on game you was Uh, like you better apply for FMLA don't just take off work (laughs) now the thing about FMLA because I always like to try to educate people exactly 
Now, but don't if, abuse it. Don't yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to abuse it. But it would be times like once a month, I would probably take a day off on a Friday or a Monday mm-hmm. to give myself a three day weekend to recoup and re, you know, get myself in line to get myself in line and keep myself mm-hmm. in line. Now the thing about it is the way FMLA works is when you take off a day, they're going to take your vacation time, they're going to take your paid time, they're going to take the PTO time that you have to be off. Now they will. Some jobs will. Some Uh, won't, some jobs will. When I was on it, the job took my paid leave. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about it is even when you don't have vacation hours, you still can take off. Mm -hmm. You just don't get paid for those days. Yeah, but I don't need, yeah. I I have a lot of trips coming up. And you'll be stressed if you don't have money. So that's, but that's why it goes back to you saying, be mindful of how you use it. Now, like I said, not all jobs will do that, but you still need to be mindful. But apply for FMLA. Make sure you take some of these days off to yourself and look out for yourself. At least once a month. A couple weeks ago, and my supervisor, I filled out the paperwork. And my supervisor was like, he was like, you're going to be sick. And I was like, he was like, you know, you put sick time on here. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, it's a mental health day. I said, well, all the stuff that's been going on around here, like I need this day to myself. Yeah. And that way, when I come back, I'll be good to go. I want to say Ellen's coffee is shit, man. We we ordered <laughs> breakfast there this morning because, um, yeah. Nobody went to the grocery store. I didn't have anything to cook. And I bought groceries for Cooking the later. dinner later. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, this whole coffee shit ain't nothing like some weak coffee. It's like having a limp dick trying to fuck. It's not gonna happen. It just ain't gonna go over right. Anyway, I want to talk about this teacher. I didn't put his name out there. I don't believe in you know really bashing people. Really, I, I do believe in you bashing just people. Ellen. I did, I did. I, I know that's kind of kind of contradictory. But you know, that's another oh, thing. God. We are all contradictory and hypocritical at some point in time in our lives. At some point. So. Um, what really happened is I just didn't want to read the story too in depth because I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but it was a quick, a, a quick synopsis. A teacher poured hot coffee on a, a special needs child and taped her mouth closed with the blue tape. It's now so this bad. child is said to have had, I think she has multiple sclerosis or something. Everybody and not being funny in high school, everybody's had that student where they're sitting in the back of the class in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and they're making those faces where it's like they're making noises, but nothing is coming out. Yeah. It was one of those kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the proper name, and I don't want to say no shit that's offensive to anybody who has those kids. I know mm-hmm. I'm probably sweating, but it is what it is. Yeah, so you got a problem with that? No, I was just like, I'm I'm cool. Yeah, I've always been sweating, so I'm a sweating I'm a sweating person. I think I said that on another. I'm a sweat monster. That's that's who I am. But I wanted to talk about the teacher uh, who poured the hot coffee on the child. You need your ass whipped. Mm-hmm. You need a two piece and a biscuit. You need uh, somebody to put their. I hope you still they f- don't have a job. Yeah, and somebody needs to. And I hope you don't have unemployment. Now that's the thing. I hope they shut all your motherfucking shit down to where you are struggling to. You know, now I want you to bounce back because I believe in everybody getting back and forgiveness and everything. But I need. I, I want you to but feel this. But that was this. going on for. The, I think they said that was going on for a while. But that's why you got to be leery about who you leave your kids exactly. with and put and your kids around. You know, in those types of situations yeah. because they can't speak for themselves or yeah. defend themselves. But think about it is too is that's why it's important for teachers who are going to school to be a teacher to want to help, exactly. to want to not change, just do not it for a motherfucking you get check. Your student loans forgiven, yeah, or a check, yeah, or now, the I'm not, schedule. Now, now let's be mindful now. <laughs> I did, schedule. I did think about teaching to get my student loans forgiven, but I have a passion for kids, yeah, but you, and I wouldn't mistreat a child mm-hmm. if I couldn't deal with them. I would just let them know you got to get up out of here. You know, I went to school for teaching, and you know, I was teaching. Um, you did your uh, elementary. Intern- yeah. I did my internship and I had a year before graduating and I switched my major because I knew after doing that internship, it wasn't for me. After I went into class and the little, little, little kid came to me and handed me some candy and he gave me a couple pieces of candy. 
You know, he looked like he had him in his pocket a while, so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't secure in eating that. So I gave it to another kid who said, "Hey, Mr. Roberts, you weren't secure in eating it, so you gave it to another kid." Hey, kids got a little <laughs> okay. rougher stomach than I do, and they, if they teeth fall out, they're gonna get their teeth back. If these thirty six or thirty two or however many I got left fall out, I'm fucked, oh my and God. I don't have the money for veneers. So okay. when this little kid gave me the candy, I was like, "Okay, I'll just hold on to it." And then another no, little you kid, did eat the, you ate, I one, ate piece one piece, of it and, and it, yeah, and it, it chipped my tooth, and it stopped. And I was like, "Nah, this must." You me, you said this. This little nigga here, I was like, "I, I don't know. He must have put that shit in the freezer." <laughs> so then. I was like, you know what? Another kid came to me. He was like, hey, Mr. Roberts, can I have a little piece of candy that he gave you? So I gave him a piece of candy. <laughs> and then I guess the little boy saw me give him the candy. So he walked up and he was like, hey, Mr. Roberts. And I was like, hey. Shake I, your and, and I said, hey, what's up? How can I help you? He said, I didn't give you that candy to get to nobody else. And I said, <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking if this little five-year-old nigga don't get out of my fucking face. He's about his business. Yeah, he's like, don't. He's like, I gave that candy to you, not to get to nobody else. And he went and took the candy from the yeah, boy. Kids are very territorial like that. I said, I ain't gonna be in here. I'm gonna have to fuck up a little. Now I've been had to wrinkle up his collar. So I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna get. And then it was like when I would read, the little girls be looking at you like. Ah, uh, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> and then you even told me that, like, when I first yeah, started dating you, your little girl. Daughter. Oh. How your little daughter, you, and I would be like, hey, how you doing? How is Anthony and, doing? Hey, Anthony. I'd be uh, like, hmm. Yeah. But it's different. Like, that's funny. And that's why I've always kind of been leery about dating people with kids because you don't know and you don't know how that parent is going to be. And sometimes the parent is so protective of the kid mm-hmm. that even if the kid lied, you would have no chance. So. It's unfortunate, yeah. but whoever the teacher is who did that shit, man, I hope your life is miserable. Um, I hope you, um, I'm trying to think of some of the worst thing I can say. Just I hope you get a bad bitch in front of you and your dick you. don't come up. I hope you go to put gas in your car and the pump don't work. I hope you go to get bread that has it's expiring on eleven twenty seven and it's expired. Happens, you remember, you remember every time wild. the guy must be shitting on me now because I take this uh uh what's special the word? Needs special child. needs child mouth closed and poured hot coffee on. I hope you don't get no pussy for two years. I hope when you get blue ball, the doctors can't help you. I hope you get an erection for twelve hours straight. Oh my gosh. Shame. What what they say on Dave Chappelle? Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Hey man, again, you listen to the reality is where filter becomes extinct. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. for his inauguration? I regret everything that happened. I think Mm. that was a bad choice. A lot of times when you have a message of hope, a lot of times when you have a message of healing, you think, man, if I just tell people everything's going to be okay, they'll hear me. Because I've been doing that for years, Mm -hmm. so I just thought that the amount of times I've done it, when I sing my own music, right, and then I sing a gospel song in my concerts, those are usually the songs that get the most response. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that bringing that to that moment where everybody was hurting, including myself, would be helpful and I was wrong and I offended a lot of people the best thing I think we could take away from this conversation for sure I think you need to look at that camera and just tell everybody you were wrong yeah, that's, the, that's, that's what people want I think people would move on after yeah, they hear with honesty, yeah. I made a, a bad decision I did something that hurt a lot of people it was offensive and while that wasn't my intention it's what happened and for that I'm deeply sorry 
You live and you learn. If y'all keep beating up on her after that, then y'all just evil people. They were people that evil. So what you just heard was a clip from Chris and Michelle being on The Breakfast Club. And she's talking about all the things that happened, all the things that went wrong from her singing on, singing, singing at Trump's inauguration. Trump's inauguration. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a miscarriage. Uh, what else has she been going through? Uh, she contemplated suicide. Just She got dropped from her record label. Just all around state of depression. And she came on Breakfast Club on last week, which I thought was a very in a very intimate interview. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a personal interview, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a Charlemagne um, fan, but I waver in my fandom mm-hmm. from time to time because of interviews like this. And I'm not knocking Charlemagne, but. From looking at Chris and Michelle, you could tell that she had been through something. Mm-hmm. She looked depressed even in the interview. Yeah. Her hairstyle and the way she dressed was real, like, low-key. She was wearing all black. If anybody knows Chris and Michelle, she's normally wearing colors. She has some kind of funky hairstyle. A couple of years ago, she had that flat top that was blonde. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Yeah. She's always been a person, a person that when you see her aesthetically, she's one of those Jill Scott women where she's full figured, but you don't look at, mm-hmm. you just be like, damn, she's sexy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you didn't see that Chrisette Michelle. You saw somebody else. And I feel like for everything that she's been going through, and I know Charlemagne didn't probably didn't mean it in this way, but the last thing she fucking needed to do was apologize to the fucking public. Yeah, to be like the best thing you can do right now is, is apologize the camera and, and apologize. And I think with everything that she has been through, back in the day, I used to be a person that would apologize for everything. Yeah. Whether I wanted to or not, whether it made me feel like I was shit <coughs> or not, I would just apologize because that's what I thought people wanted to hear. And you used to do that with me. Yeah, all in the, the time. beginning. When we and, first, I, yeah. and what did I tell you? Do you remember what I told you? Not to do it. I, no, not even just that. I said, don't always apologize for things that you really aren't sorry for. Mm-hmm. It's okay to mean something mm-hmm. and have a different intent at the beginning. Yeah. Now, if you've learned mm-hmm. and things have gotten better, you shouldn't have to apologize exactly. for learning something. And so for me now, like hearing the interview, of course, when she said that wasn't her intent. And I think um, black people are hard. Well, like I just hardest, said we judge yeah, each other so fucking so hard. hard. It's like you can't make one wrong move not without one motherfucking mistake. being sent to the cross for But you know what's so fucking bad so, about it is somebody will make that fucking mistake and they just did something wrong this morning. No, exactly. And nobody fucking knows about it and you're going to make her motherfucking apologize. Yeah. And I just looked at the pain on her face mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why the fuck you got to apologize to these motherfuckers who are... are, are, are and you, you don't even know these people. You these don't, people know, don't them. know you. And they they're doing the wrong struggle. every day. Like, yeah. Who are we to judge you Charlamagne, for you fucked doing up, something bro. that you thought was right yeah. in the moment yeah. because you're trying to do something to unify nah, people. Charlemagne, fuck, he dropped the ball on this one. I love the show. I love Breakfast Club, but mm-hmm. you know, people call and say shit and tell me I do shit wrong all the time. And you know what? I know I do. Exactly. But Charlemagne fucked up on this one. He so, fucked yeah. up on saying that because the last thing he should have said was you did this. If it was me, I'd have been like, you know what? You did this interview. You made a mistake. We all make mistakes. It fuck is with what they, it, is. it is what it is. Fuck what they got to keep say. If they moment. don't fuck with you, then you keep doing what you do and keep putting out that dope music. Get back on your feet. Take care of your mental health mm-hmm. and take care of yourself and fuck these motherfuckers who think you owe them something. That's all they fucking need Instead is to feel like supported. The burden of feeling like of you a let bunch a whole of race people down. down. Yeah, that's too much. Fuck them. So man. where I am now is if I know for sure that my intentions were good, yeah, 
and I don't really feel the need to, to apologize. Go and will I come back and tell you what I learned from the situation? Yes. I will, but I'm not going to carry myself to the cross and put that much weight on my shoulders to be like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I let everybody No, I know what my intentions were in that moment. And that's all that matters. And when you say I'm sorry too much for every fucking thing, it starts to be it doesn't unbelievable. Hold any weight. And that's what I, that's, that's the point I was trying to tell you because you got to a point to where you were saying, I'm sorry so much. And I was like, just stop saying that shit mm-hmm. because you're saying it so much to where I don't even know if you're fucking saying, I'm sorry because and you're truly was, sorry. Or because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or is it a, is I've it a, always I been that person to be yeah. like, Oh, I want to fix it. I want everybody to feel good yeah. regardless of how I felt. I'm just like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Don't worry about yeah. it. Knowing deep down inside, I felt like shit. shit yeah. So yeah. that's not a way to live. So you shouldn't have to do that, man. You shouldn't have to, to, to come back and, and do that. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm going to apologize. It's been times where me and you get into it, and, and when I say I'm sorry, you know I mean it because I don't fucking say the shit. Yeah. We done got into some big arguments, and I and won't say I'm sorry. you still have not apologized. apologize. So you, you'll be like, I apologize for how, how I, I made, made you feel, feel and if I hurt I'm not you apologizing for what the fuck I yeah. said. Because I and meant what the fuck I, I said. And like, this rude motherfucker. Yeah. But now I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Don't know. Don't. I'm sorry for not fucking being sorry, and I'm sorry that your feelings may be as weak. Not saying you, but no, to I the people it. who are expecting you to apologize. Yeah. Had that been me on Charlemagne's show, motherfuckers would have been tweeting again because he would have said the best thing you could do mm-hmm. is look in that camera and say I'm sorry. I would have said look. I would have looked in the camera. I said bring the camera here. Fuck y'all because y'all make mistakes too. Now what's the next and question, I think Charlemagne? It's so funny because uh, people choose who they want to. I think I told you I saw this too as mm-hmm. well. But it's like you got people out here standing for R. Kelly. Yeah. Like you've seen evidence of what wrong he's done yeah. but you got people standing for R. Kelly yeah. and wanting to crucify Chrisette Michelle I will not listen to one R. <laughs> Kelly song I, I had my um, I got in the car you know sometimes if you don't have an album playing mm-hmm. especially if you have Apple Music they'll just start randomly making a playlist excuse yeah. the uh, refrigerator for making ice so that's the noise you hear in the background but I would get in the car and I would just let it play, like whatever music comes, just random. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, then it may be like whoever sings the Her album, Scissor, then it may be Bilal, then it may go to Darius Rucker. Like mm-hmm. I listen to everything. And R. Kelly came on my car. I said, nah, nigga. Yeah, it made me feel some kind of way the nah. other day because I was listening to Chris, Bar- Chris Brown's Brown. new album. Yeah. 45 D. Yes, mm. oh my God. And may I say, okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. But he has a song. Okay. <laughs> he has a song on there with R. Kelly and I was listening to and the that's song. What I stopped listening and to it. I was like, damn, I can't even mm-hmm. get into this song because... When I heard his voice on that, I went right to the next song. Yeah. I said, come on, Chris. Come but, on, man. You can't keep that company around you can't keep that kind of company he already going through a lot of shit you gotta distance yourself if you fuck with R. Kelly on the back end fuck that nigga on the back end but do not bring that nigga on the national level man and this is not one of those black things where black people judging the motherfucker too hard no this nigga has a rap sheet and a history a mile yeah. long where the fuck there's smoke there's fire and smoky bear is all up in this nigga's forest yeah but I am happy to see Chris Brown back on yeah I just hope he stays on yeah. Laverne Cox, men who did men who don't date transsexual or trans transgendered girls are insecure. I saw this article posted, and this is why I love my homegirl Ashley. Because a guy posted this and he was like, I don't know if I agree with that, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, Well, I don't know if you read the whole article, but the whole article um speaks on down low gay men who are still involved with women. Yeah. 
but they act like they don't like trans women. They love trans women in the sheets, but they spurn them in public. Yeah, because even when you read the title to me, I was like, where did you get that you article did. from? He was like, that don't was sound like, like that her. That don't sound, no, I don't. I he was don't like, I don't it. even know her personally, but I've heard her talk, and that don't sound like she would be the type to down or dog out men yeah. in public. Not at all. So after we did a little research, the article is basically talking about uh, gay men who have not came out of the closet yet who are sleeping with girlfriends or wives or just random women but they're also having sex with men yeah normally if it's a totally different story because that is something i absolutely despise and normally if gay men are fucking with transgenders they're the ones who are fucking the transgender in the ass which means they're the ones who are even more prone to bring that shit back to you yeah because most motherfuckers who fucking in the ass from what i've heard and even watching porn with men and women doing anal niggas ain't wearing condoms <clears throat> the asshole is so tight it's gonna bust that motherfucker yeah. on sight. Yeah. So you can't even use people say you can use protection, but I, yeah. I wish I would like to have gay men here right now to be like, how many of y'all motherfuckers using protection off rap? I wish we could do like a call out. Because we could call. I mean, we could do it randomly, but you know, it would be a whole process of prepping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll take another break here in a little bit and we can call somebody yeah. and without a name and be like, hey, when you, well, how, like, how often do you guys wear protection? Matter of fact, text somebody for me right now because I know you know a few people. See if they don't mind answering the question. We'll take a break in a little bit and then we'll come back and we'll figure out is gay niggas using protection when they first have sex? Because we just had a conversation with somebody the other day, a couple of people who were in the studio. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of friends who were like, they done fucked the girls who had herpes. Oh my God. They didn't wear protection. I was surprised by this I because I've told the story several times. Exactly. It's not their situation, yeah, 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 but yeah. it's just like, I couldn't fathom doing, doing that. that. Yeah. Because like I've said several times, I've had a couple of homegirls who have herpes, you know what I'm saying? And they wanted to have sex. I've gotten my dick sucked, but it's like, I ain't never, I can't penetrate them. I don't care if you got an outbreak, no outbreak, the outbreak monkey. I don't want no parts of it. So for me, I'm going to stay out of that uh, that rabbit hole, pun intended. Mm-hmm. So it was an article that was written. I forgot where it came from. It said couples that fart together stay together longer. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I know, you know, we've been talking for a minute. Yeah, we and have. I know I farted pretty early in the game. Yeah, you did. And I think and then, I, I even know, told it's so you. So weird because it's like you always announce it. Yeah, I'd like, be like hey, excuse me, I'm I got gas, and I'm like, okay. Do you want me to just fart though? Like you don't just well, blow nobody this, out of their house and home. But if you're in the car, you'd be like, hey, yeah. you want to crack the window? I got gas because I don't believe stage, in making my stomach feel like two motherfuckers is fighting no. when I can just release that tension. <laughs> But at this stage, it's like now I'm like, okay, Negro, like, are you really gonna keep announcing it? Yeah, like, but so, so right now on the podcast, if I just if you just heard a rumble, be like, I'm like, oh shit, I know. But it's like, wouldn't you be able to prep it to where you could hold your breath or talk? Like, but that's the thing. The worst thing it's is like, walking into a, a fart cloud. That's the thing, though. I think once you've been with somebody long enough, like I know, like I know what to expect. Nah. So it's like it's it's nice that you want to prep me, but sometimes you do it, and I'm like, okay, just just do nah, it. I need women to tell me because I know it's been times I don't walk to my bathroom and I'm okay. like, you use the bathroom. Okay, we're not gonna. Go I was there. like, did you use the bathroom? And you be like, huh? I'm like, did you use the fucking bathroom? And you be like, what you talking about? I didn't use the bathroom. No. Did you fart in this motherfucker? You did something. Because well, I smell that shit lingering. Whenever. And yeah. I just imagine people, because I know it's times before they really start coming out with all this high tech shit. Like, there's a whole routine. That's like, what I'm saying. But before they had routines for you to do that, I know when I would go to other people's house, because other people may not keep Fabuloso or things in the bathroom, like wet wipes and shit. Yeah. So it's like when I would go to other people's bathroom uh, and use a restroom at other people's houses, I only pissed because I was like, well, my luck, I was shit and clogged the toilet up. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that. So even when I go, you know, I know everybody's been here. This is the reality is. How many motherfuckers don't went into another room? 
room or go outside or go somewhere just to fart and pass gas to mm-hmm. give yourself a few more minutes to hang in this situation mm-hmm. before you got to say, hey, I'm tapping out. I got to go take a shit. Because <laughs> I know I don't been a couple places and I'm like, I got to go fart. Or I go to the bathroom and be like, is this shit? Or is this a fart? How many times I done told you? And I think that's what makes it funny with you because it's literally a whole science. Because I be driving, I'm like, ooh, Jesus. I be like, I don't know if this is shit or gas. Let me see. Long, like it's like you'll drink something or eat something, and you like, ooh, I got a shit. Yeah. I'm like, you just did it. If I drink coffee in the morning, I have to drink coffee before I go to work because I will have to shit. And the dry, I like it's a whole it's a routine. I got like, I drink science. it in the morning so I can take a shit. When I'm out, I don't eat anything that's milky or lactose with <laughs> lactose in it because I know I can't last. You got to learn to eat shit when you eat. That's why, like, when you go out to a restaurant. I remember when we first started hanging out. Like when I, when I first started coming to like your house mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh yeah, when and I lived in the weekend, yeah. like I would be, like I would leave on Sunday so I could go, go home, home and shit. To, yeah, I ain't no way. Yeah, I'm not holding seventy two hours of shit. <laughs> that's causing a war inside of your body. <laughs> you hold shit for seventy two hours. That's I a would skill. Rush home mm-hmm. on Sundays so I could go use this. You know how much shit you gonna let go after three days of holding and that I shit? And I feel so much better. Yeah, you feel better. That shit ain't supposed to be, it's not supposed to be kept up in there like that. No, I know that, but we had just met like... Nigga, everybody like, shits, blows their nose, like... <laughs> How many times I, I I know there's people out there right now that know me and don't really know me. Like when I blow my nose or wipe my nose, if it's nothing around, no glasses for me to get a reflection off of anything, I literally gonna be like, I ask somebody, lift my nose up and I'll be like, hey, I got a bug in my nose. Yeah. Don't let me go out in these streets looking bad. Yeah. Don't let me. Do not. I never forget. This is a story I'm gonna tell people. I tell embarrassing stories and I'm okay with this shit mm-hmm. because you know why? That was embarrassing for me. I held my shit for three days. All these motherfuckers have done it. I remember when I was 14, I was working at Texas High back in Texarkana. My first job, I was doing landscaping. So I used to cut the grass for the high school football team and all of that. Mm-hmm. So we used to have this Gatorade uh, jug that we used to keep on the back of uh, one of the little ATVs mm-hmm. and we would drive it around going everywhere we went. So we would drink Gatorade. Well, the Gatorade, it wasn't Gatorade. It was Gatorade, but it wasn't Gatorade. So you what know how you get, it? it's basically you know how you like get packets of shit and you put like okay. the packet of like big Kool-Aid yeah. or powder substance then you pour the water in there and you stir it up good shit until an hour later and I was 14 years old and I'm driving around trying to clean up and I'm like ooh ooh you been to the stadium because I took you for homecoming yes. We I went to the bathroom <laughs> and like literally when I got to the bathroom it was one of those testers I was like okay is this shit or is this gas and I passed gas and I shitted Kool-Aid in my pants Ew. so I had to get rid of my underwear <laughs> <laughs> I literally took those underwear bought them up and threw them away I, it wasn't no shit so mixed in with it I shitted Kool-Aid I free balling in the winter time now you know no, that no I know that what it's called but... I told Jason me and Jason was hanging out at Victory Tavern he said something to me and I was like nah I gotta be careful with these hoes and yeah. I was like I don't got no underwear yeah cause on. when we came home after the event you was like oh take my underwear off now yeah because we changed clothes yeah yeah because yo the change yeah i was like i can take my underwear off now i ain't got to jump around they ain't gonna see nothing jumping so i was like it's dark i, I had a hoodie on that was like to mid yeah. thigh so i was like yeah i ain't i'm not wearing no underwear it's free i never forget going and it was the girl it was i remember it was right around the first time i met you i went to city mortgage i worked at city mortgage mm-hmm. and i didn't used to wear underwear and i remember that white girl yeah. she was like hey you want to meet for lunch and i was like cool yeah we can you know we could grab something to eat and she's like i want a carpool and i was driving and she was like you ain't wearing no underwear are you mm-hmm. i said huh and she, she was, was like slow. i could tell you ain't wearing no underwear and i was she like was ready i looked down i was like damn well hey 
And my shit ain't huge. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, you know. You can tell. I always tell people all the time, if you but see you a dude. you got that honest, though, I guess. Huh? You got that honest, though, I guess. What you mean? Because the first time I went back home with you to meet your grandfather. Oh, yeah, he didn't wear no underwear. <laughs> and it, all, his, his nuts and his balls all <laughs> on the right side of his leg. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he did all his shit on the left side. So you got that on it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I got to call my granddaddy. He did. I was like, damn, this nigga ain't got no that underwear on. That was the first time I met him. And, and he his balls be so big. You be like, why your dick and balls so big? His legs wide, wide open. <laughs> when you got that meat, you don't be tripping. You don't got that. When he you got meat, chilling, you just, chill, just telling like, a whole bunch of stories. That's why I get it from him. I love storytelling. Uh, storytelling is like oh, yeah. the he best thing you can do. He gonna give you a good couple of stories, <laughs> dear black parent, dear black parents. You need to stop doing these thirteen things. It was an article written by the OdysseyOnline dot com, and they gave us thirteen things that we do mm-hmm. as black people. Yeah, and I'm gonna go. We're gonna go through those list of thirteen things, and we're gonna talk about if we can, you know. Uh, relate to some of these things or did some of these things happen to us now you can go like I said you can go to the odyssey um, online.com that's the odyssey for the motherfuckers who don't know how to spell odyssey can you share it on the reality is um, page they can uh, just click on maybe it. I did but yeah. some people don't follow us there so odyssey is spelled O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y and then online just cause you went to college don't mean you know how to spell everywhere cause I still have you know things where I'm like I don't fucking know if I spelled that right but I know you like the spelling bee champion so I'll reach out to you and find out. So number one was requiring us to contribute financially while we are still in our teen years and early 20s. What does that mean when you 15 to 22 and you're still staying at home and they're making you pay bills? Yeah, I never had that experience. I did uh, have some friends that had to pay their parents like money when they start working. I never understood that. And the reason I think they say that don't do that, I didn't look at the article, but I, you know, I like to kind of freestyle when I give this my mm-hmm. opinions. I think they say that is because at that age, what money are you really making? Exactly. And normally, I've heard friends do that. My mom never did that to us, but I know as me and my brother, as men, we just, and my dad not being around, we used to be like, how can we help? Mm-hmm. And all our mom used to be like was, take care of yourself. I begged my mom to get a job at 16. I was the only child, and my yeah. mom was like, you don't have to work. Like, don't start until you actually have to work. But I just wanted to get out and do something. Same thing as washing dishes. So, all kids want to wash dishes. We think that shit fun. Yeah, so I started working at six. My first job was um, Target, and she let me get the job. But working retail, you don't get off at the time that Nine they say Nine o'clock is not off. the real time, my and nigga. Just I remember my mom was like, if you come out that store one more time after 10 o'clock, you're going to have to hang it up. And sure enough, you had to hang it up. I had to quit. Mm. Well, see, at least you had a parent that was like, hey, you're not going to be working all these crazy hours because yeah. they will drag that shit out. They will put it on you. But no, my mom didn't do that. But me and my brother did feel like we're men of the house. My mom didn't put that on us. Mm-hmm. Like I see and a lot of parents doing. A lot of women out here giving their kids grown man haircuts, exactly. dressing them like they want because their boyfriend to be. And saying, yeah, and saying, oh, date night with my number one guy. And it's like, <laughs> is this nigga your kid or are you sucking his this little? Yeah, is you sucking his little nigga dick? Mm-hmm. I know you making him food and ironing his clothes like yeah. you his wife, but he's a kid yeah stop giving this nigga an adult haircut stop dressing this nigga like an adult what is an adult haircut though look can we talk about that for a little bit because my son has the the haircuts have changed now haircuts are different because kids want these funky hairstyles because they see Odell Beckham and they see all these stars and they see all this little shit so that is fine but there are women who are truly intentionally doing these things so their sons I mean you want your son to look adorable Mm -hmm. but it's too much I think when you start really being like my number one guy date night with this person like that kind of shit is like it's it's nasty 
and I've already talked about it to each his own, but even that whole kissing in the mouth shit past oh, a certain yeah. age, like, come on, man. You know. You know, but I also say to black men, step your fucking game up. If you have a motherfucking kid, take care of your goddamn kid. If you don't like the girl, yeah, they do. You don't have to like your fucking uh, baby mama, but take care of the fucking kid. Mm -hmm. Do you know how important it is as a man to be in your son's or your daughter's life? Mm -hmm. If you're in your son's life and he sees you treating women the right way, he then knows how to treat a woman. Mm -hmm. If you're in your son's life and he sees that you're always working or doing something productive, he will want to do those same things. If you just sit around playing video games and you got a different woman every fucking time he thinks that shit is okay if you have a daughter and you're not there to tell her how beautiful she is how Mm -hmm. smart she is how she doesn't need a nigga to make her feel this way to show her and to be able to take your daughter to nice dinners and say hey you two can do this you don't need a man to do this Mm -hmm. and this is how a man should treat you this is what love looks like when a man loves a woman if you're not there niggas to do that you're the one that's creating and help creating this cycle and keep mm-hmm. this cycle going of women not liking black men or women being like men oh, while dating the a man super independent woman yes, that y'all don't like that we don't like we're <laughs> creating that you stupid fucks like Michael Rapper say like Michael Rappaport say you fuck you you stupid fuck <laughs> you're the ones who are creating this shit yeah. And we got black men talking about I only fuck with white women because black women are this. You stupid fuck. Mm-hmm. You, we are the reasons that they are like this. If they say, oh, I don't want a nigga who cheating and we don't want this. And a black man to be like, I don't want no woman who uh, mad all the time and she tripping and checking my phone. I had a homeboy that used to be like, yeah, my wife be checking my phone and shit and doing all this and that. And I'm like, have you cheated? Has she caught you cheating? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes to both of those. How many times has she caught you cheating? Multiple times. Nigga, that's why she's doing this. She ain't crazy because of her own, is it volition? Look at me. What? Pulling them out? I don't know how to spell that word. Oh, geez. But I do know that's the way it go. How you spell volition? I got some, uh, well, I got some interest in, uh, if we going to backtrack. Yeah, we'll go back. You okay. got somebody who want to talk about getting butt fucked or passing the butt yes. fuck, a power bottom or a top? <laughs> We didn't classify, but they answered my question. So Oh, so they already answered it. They answered the question and then they, they sparked a new question. Okay, so what did they say? <laughs> so we were talking about This is about, a guy, right? Yeah. And we're talking about how going, often they use protection. Okay, so what did this person say? Okay, so it said fifty fifty, but most of the time it's the higher percentage of people not using protection. And Gay men not using protection. Okay. Since this new drug what new drug? That's what I'm trying to... <laughs> so I asked. It's called PrEP. I want to say PrEP, but it's P-REP, but I think it should be PrEP. Is he okay with a phone call? We won't have to use his name, but I would like to, I would like to ask questions. And so I'm like, what is this new drug about? Like, yeah. let me know. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take another quick break again. You listen to the reality is where filter becomes extinct. We about to call whoever this motherfucker is, and we about to figure this shit out. <laughs> so women, I don't know how to test your man to find out if he like men, but damn, somebody, you got to start wearing protection, man. And I'm a nigga that don't even like wearing it. Yeah. And some women. Yeah. Some, go, you got to say it. I mean, it, you're sensitive to the protection. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've dated. I, multi- I prefer. Yeah, yeah. I've dated multiple girls who they be like, I, it either got to be lambskin yeah. or it doesn't matter what kind of skin it is. I just, the plastic and the latex yeah. and whatever's uh-huh. in there, it breaks out the vagina. 
So at that point in time, I mean, that was you, not to be funny. I mean, you dated for like a year or so before we actually had sex because mm-hmm. you felt like I need to know him. Mm-hmm. And I trusted you because I was like, damn, but she ain't going to even let me fuck with a rub on. No. Nope. Well, then I'm, whoa, I can't wait I to get in this somebody, thing. That's what I was telling somebody the other day. It was like, what would you do if y'all weren't talking anymore? And I was like, honestly, that's not something that I have. That's not at the top of my list. List, yeah, fuck if I not, meet yeah. somebody and I'm really feeling that person, yeah. it's been some time yeah. to put in, then that's a different story. But in this day in society, I don't know how far you're going to get with yeah. not, you know, doing not giving it up. And I'm okay with that. You can't be okay with that. I'm okay. If if I can't seriously date somebody. Oh, you mean you have to and like And they want to force okay. me yeah. to try to whatever, then I'm okay with not. Having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. All right. Again, we're going to take another quick break. The podcast is almost over, man. We got a few more. Uh, matter of fact, find Let's out, finish if, yeah, find out the, if that person is going to yeah. uh, be able to talk and then we'll do it. So the second thing about black parents, they said uh, using public embarrassment as punishment. Oh, yeah. Even your kids in public. Yeah. I embarrassed experienced them. that, but I don't like to see it. And it's one thing that I swear I never do with my kids. And well, I my mom, yeah, and my mom never did that. She was just like, don't touch shit that you can't afford. Exactly. If you can't buy it, don't put your hands on and it. And the good thing about me is my I can give you, I think that's any black mom, though. Can give you a look. Yeah. Or any mom, period. Can give you a look to let you know. We Stop need fucking to get around. Together. You need to quit playing. Yes. You fucking bullshitting. Mm-hmm. But it was another one. Um, I think it was the third one. I want to read from that. Threatening our lives. First of all, <laughs> it's counterproductive. Second of all, it's emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. If a husband did it to his wife, everyone would tell her to get out of the marriage. If someone did it to a coworker, they probably terminate the terminate them. Uh, they'd mm-hmm. probably be terminated. Best case, worst case, the police would be called. So why is it less harmful to do it to your own child? Now, unless they're talking about the whole "I'll bring you, I brought that's you into this world, I'll take you out." That's like a family, uh, black family staple yeah. to say. But actually doing it is two different things. Yeah, I've never really dealt much with that, so I don't have a lot to say. Beating and physically abusing us. Dis- discipline is a big thing in black households. Mm-hmm. Belts, switches, and big ass spoons are very familiar to the rear ends <laughs> of many black children. But some parents take it too far. Yeah. I can remember at one point growing up, my mom forcefully dragging me out of the car, kicking and screaming, and leaving me on the side of the road in the middle of the night. Damn, for not responding to her in a conversation quick enough. Then when I finally made it home after a 10-minute walk, throwing a glass in my head upon walking through the door, was this really justified? Now, spanking is one thing. A belt to the back of the legs is one thing, but beating your child is an entirely different animal. Yeah. It's abuse. Stop teaching us that love and physical pain go hand in hand. Now, I got a couple of whippings okay. with um, switches. cards. Okay, that's abuse to me. Yeah, because I, mean, I felt I like it. I had a homeboy who mama used to whip him and he would come to church with whips on him. He would be like, she whipped him with a extension cord. And yeah. I was like, that's child I abuse. Ne- but that's the thing. I can count on one hand how many times I actually got a whipping. So I know I when I did get a whipping, yeah. it was I did something serious. Yeah. So I did get a whipping with extension cord. Um, and what I was going to say was there was a story, I think it was the last week or the week before last. There was a little, I think he was 10 years old. Yeah. His mom choked him and Jesus. whooped him with an extension cord and he ended up stabbing himself to death. He, he oh, you did suicide. tell me about that. So it's definitely crazy, something that man. you have to take into consideration. Love, deliver me Cause all he seems to do is hurt me If you know someone dealing with this, pull out your phone and text him, I love you. Hurt me. Even if you got this song on repeat. When he would leave the house, she would say, Lord, deliver me. All he seems to do is hurt me. 
that you really love me. Of course I do, yeah. When you ball it up inside, it creates tornadoes in your tummy. Energy sparks emotions. So number five is discouraging us from the arts. While the arts can oftentimes be a hard business to get into, it also can be very lucrative, whether it's singing, writing, or directing. There are tons of avenues into the business, especially in 2017. Not to say you shouldn't encourage a backup plan, but life is too short and too sad to stand in the way of your children's creativity or your dreams. Now, I definitely believe in that, but I didn't have to go through that. But I remember you telling me something about your dad being an engineer yes. and then having and you wanting to be like a journalist. Or I, whatever. Well, I've always wanted to be a writer. And my oh, goal my was to correction. <laughs> my goal was to go to school, major in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to write for a living. And then ultimately, I wanted to own my own advertising and PR firm. And I remember getting ready to choose a high school and I was going to go to either arts magnet or the communications magnet. Mm-hmm. And the first thing my dad said was, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money. You need to do something that's going to bring you money. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to the government and law magnet and majoring in criminal justice. And while I had fun, yeah. it really wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was ultimately miserable. Shout out to the homie Alfred Blue for actually uh, graduating from uh, University of Texas. Uh, well, University of North Texas, mm-hmm. um, getting his law degree, and he passed the bar on last week. Uh, shout out to him awesome. for doing that. A lot of people have to take it several times. The homie Alfred took it once, and uh, he killed the game, man. So congratulations. Um, I may need a lawyer on the books here after a while from saying <laughs> some of the controversial shit that I often <laughs> say. So, you know, I may not even be able to afford you even being a new attorney, but, hey, I just thought I'd throw it out there. So, number six, partaking in homophobia and encouraging violence towards the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Homophobia is rampant in the black community especially for the Caribbean community, this is something that probably won't change for a long while, seeing as how the traumatic roots of black homophobia can be traced back to slavery. However, this isn't to say that the way the black community in general treats the LGBT community is all justified. Many black people use the Bible to spread hate, as Mm -hmm. if God didn't specifically tell us to love our neighbors as ourselves and leave all the judgment to him. You don't have to condone the feelings of others that others have about their own sexuality. You just need to mind your own fucking business. Yeah, I, I think I've experienced this or seen this happen like in outside of the home, but yeah. in my family, it wasn't such a big deal because we had several members that were gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week, my I was telling you the story about my son when yeah. I came home and he bum rushed me at the door. He's like telling me to tell my little girl that she can't watch this particular show, which right now her favorite show is Andy Mack. And I'm like, why can't she watch this show? And he was like, I just found out that the boy likes another boy and that's not natural and she shouldn't be watching this stuff. And so, of course, I had to have the conversation with them about respecting people's individual life choices. And how they want to do it. Exactly. It's crazy because I used to be the same way. I mean, like I've, I've said on the podcast several times, like I really didn't understand homosexuality and I didn't, and the reason I didn't understand homosexuality is first of all, I didn't try to understand it. Mm-hmm. Second of all, is I didn't you look hear at, it and think it's like something you need to ward off. But I also looked at it as an inhumane thing, which means I wasn't treating people like people. Mm-hmm. I was judging them based off their acts of love and how they show expression. Reason being is because I do believe that some people can be gay and they are gay. And then I have some people that feel like I do believe there are some people and I know some people have chosen it as a lifestyle because it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And some people just like to have sex with different things and different people. That's why bestiality is real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we also talked about, um, 
earlier and, and if we've been 100 and being the reality is the recording stopped earlier so we we're re-recording some of this and we were almost almost finished. to the motherfucking like. end man we see we had an hour <laughs> but we wanted to you know we, we just trying to do the real thing but we were talking about tops and bottoms I don't know if we caught that on here but we know some gay guys and we were talking about practicing safe sex mm-hmm. and we were talking about like I know for me like if I really get to know a woman at, at some point I ain't trying to wear no rubber and then we I don't know if it caught this oh yeah cause you were talking about the people the conversation you had before about having sex with someone that has herpes yeah or something like and that. I can't get with that yeah and I don't even know if we caught that on the podcast but we were talking about how a couple weeks ago with some friends here and they were saying and that they surprised. had had sex with people who had had herpes and they didn't wear rubber yeah. but by the grace of God because even though I may not believe in everything it had to be the grace of God that these <laughs> niggas dicks is still clean yeah they came out unscathed <laughs> but for me it's like I've had scenarios where women wanted to sleep with me and they had herpes and they were honest enough to tell me and I was like I ain't gonna even better do it yeah. it was one girl that was so confident that it's she just, just knew she could get me that. and it's like nah baby yeah. you got that firebox mm. I didn't want that man firebox and every bump is gonna make me question you, you, who you are yeah so I didn't want to get down with that. So you said that one of your homeboys hit you up because we were going to try and call, have him call we in. We were talking about the likelihood of homosexuals using protection. Because that, oh, that goes back, and they should have this because that goes back to when we were talking about Laverne. Laverne Cox. Yeah, that's what it was. So that part should be on there. Okay. okay. So we should be good. But we were talking about the do- tops and bottoms, and you said like 50%. Yeah, he said that like uh, more than likely it's 50-50. But so 50-50 that dudes wear condoms and they don't wear condoms. So half the time niggas ain't wearing protection when they fuck another nigga exactly. in the ass. Okay. But if he's being real, there's a higher percentage of people having sex without the condom. And especially since this new drug came out. Yeah. And so I was asking him, what is this new drug? Mm-hmm. And so basically it's PrEP. Um, and it's a drug that's now available to those that don't have HIV but are at a substantial risk of infection. So basically, you take this pill every day, and it's supposed to keep you from contracting the virus. But see, this is the thing that I question about the what is it the uh, is it the SCC? Not the SCC. That's for financing. It's not the FCC. That's before the radio. The CDC. The CDC. Go ahead. This is why I love my friends because, of course, he's a good friend. So I'm like, well, are you taking this pill? He was like, no, honey. He was like, I don't have unprotected sex. Hey, whatever you got. Awesome. And the thing about it is, he don't even know we talking on a podcast right now. He just having a real conversation exactly. with you. So, niggas, y'all need to strap that shit up. Girls. But uh, that came into play because I was saying that there are some women like myself. Yeah. I prefer... That's why I go through such a long process to have sex yeah. because I prefer no protection because of the the feeling and because of the irritation yeah, that the irritate, latex like and, I, and I even lamb's like wool or lamb's wool lambskin uh, <laughs> irritates the vagina. Yes. Yeah, because if you if I saw that vagina and it had bumps on it, I wouldn't touch it. Well. Number seven, not allowing us to have emotions. Black children are often not allowed to have emotions other than happiness or contentment about anything. The slightest of emotions are often shut down. In fact, black parents love to compete with our children. Oh, you crying because you scrape your knee? Boy, get up. I'm <laughs> crying because I got all these bills to pay. And God forbid you slam a door out of anger. I feel like it's important to have emotions as a young male. Exactly. And I think... That's why it's a lot of grown men that don't know how to 
express themselves emotionally. Yeah. Now I've gotten better, but I used to be one of those men. Yes. Um, but I've definitely gotten better. I think I was able to get better because I'm just so blunt and open anyway. Mm-hmm. But before then, I definitely was a brick wall when it came to showing emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not the best at it. No, you're not. But it's. Um, but I'm aware of that. And it's not just because of upbringing. You also yeah. have. But that's why it's so important that your foundation is strong because yeah. you you're gonna have certain situations that happen to you in life. You're gonna get that first heartbreak. You're yeah. gonna get certain things that kind of alter who you are. Yeah. And I know for me when I had my first heartbreak it pretty much shut me off like any other guy mm-hmm. like the memes out where it's like a guy gets his heart broken he just changes done the whole life. he done for life and a woman gets their heart broke over and, and over like, again okay. and they continue to give niggas chances and not to be funny in the whole scheme of things niggas are the reason this shit is fucked up exactly period men own that shit just like you want to own the good things own the bad things that you putting out yeah. here number eight perceiving dissenting opinions as disrespect black children really aren't allowed to have opinions outside of their parents opinions point blank period and bless your heart if any of your opinions on religion don't reflect those of your parents. There's no way you don't know this stifles your child's mental growth. It's one thing to want to shape your children, but what happens when they grow and realize they have no sense of self mm-hmm. and can't get one because they have like zero original thoughts. Yeah. It's basically you have to grow up and then you have to unlearn everything that you were taught. I started unlearning around 19. Yeah. And I remember when I stopped going to church, I was like, what the fuck do I do with my Fridays, my Saturdays, Mm -hmm. my Sunday mornings, my Sunday nights, my Tuesdays and my Wednesdays? Yeah. I I started at that point because I think I stopped going to my family church Mm -hmm. at 19. And then when my mom died at 21, when I was 21. Yeah. Yeah, everything went out the window. So you, because you had to, and because you were hanging, probably because you were hanging so much on what your mom. Because my taught whole you. life was a bubble. It was yeah. just me, my mom, and my great grandmother. Yeah. And so outside of that, it was like, okay, this is real life shit that's hitting me. And even though she was there and she gave me a proper foundation, I didn't. There were so many things that I didn't learn for myself yeah. until she passed, passed away. Passed away. Number nine, not allowing us to have any personal space. I wish I could have said the words personal space in my mom's house. There's nothing wrong with giving your children some alone time with their thoughts. You know you need to, st- you know you need it to, st- you know you need it to stay sane. <laughs> Why would you assume your children don't? So basically she was saying that your children need a long time in a long space. I know back in the day my mom used to be like, I'll take the hinges off that door. Yeah. Now I didn't realize how important that was because it was just me yeah. and it was my mom. So yeah. when my mom was at work, I was at home by myself anyways. Mm-hmm. My great-grandmother was next door, yeah. but I was at home by myself. So I didn't really understand that. So now it's funny to watch my son. He's about to be 11 this week. Masturbation. No, 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 no. We're not going to go there. Masturbation. <laughs> but it's funny to watch him now tell his sister, you know, just you go to your room here. for a little bit. He's getting her on his ball. He, he closes his door. And I don't make a big deal to be like, boy, what you got this Do door closed for? But does he ever but come I out of that room like humming and smiling? Well, my, my child is very happy-go-lucky. Yeah, oh, yeah. And a nut will make you happy-go-lucky. <laughs> Imagine him already being happy go lucky, then he get to nut. I am not about to have this. Shit, I bet he got an A plus in math. That nigga focuses on tilt. Yeah, and that's the thing people don't understand. Sex is such a big thing. Sex is just not sex. Sex is something that opens up. It it moves endorphins around. It allows your energy to shift and move. It's like it allows the sun to come out in a dark room. And I'm right now. I'm reading um. Gabrielle Union's book mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting and she said that she started to masturbate at five years old and even when she got older rubbing that little pearl <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> even when she got older and it was time to have the conversation yeah, she talked about five, how man. the black you know she probably community, got a fat clit Oh I'm sorry, God. go ahead. My she bad. talked about how the black community doesn't really discuss <laughs> they sex. Don't. No. And 
for the longest, she did not know where her vagina was. Yeah. She thought her vagina was her clit because mm-hmm. that's where all the feeling was. Yeah. And so I think it was, I like the conversation, especially because I know I'm heading into that zone. That, that zone, yeah. But so the funny thing about it, too, is I tell a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes have an ego. We're going to get back to we got three more before we wrap it up. But one thing I want all dudes to understand is sometimes your dick ain't going to get the job done. Yeah. What does that mean? That means while you're inside of the vagina, hitting the, vagi- the vaginal walls because the penis is good. And it'll get the job done. It'll get the job like done. that extra mile. It's that extra mile to rub on that clit. Why yeah. you fucking rub on that clit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or even the asshole. Yeah, I know. But see, yeah, so what she said was the asshole. She got kind of timid when she said it. She said, and even the asshole. <laughs> so, why I was like, I felt like I was telling on myself. Yeah, well, while, in, while being in the vagina, like, yeah, and when the asshole gets, you know, juicy, you rub on the asshole. Not to be funny, one thing I've learned is like when you push those legs back and you're hitting it deep, stay flat. Like, keep your belly or your pelvic area flat because mm-hmm. doesn't that rub the, the that, that pearl? Mm-hmm. So it's like while you're getting the dick, and a nigga got his hand on your asshole, his his pelvic or his stomach area is rubbing against the vagina. So you got the stomach rubbing against the the, the clit, mm-hmm. the dick in the pussy, and the finger on the asshole. Mm-hmm. What do you need a gangbang for? You are a one-man band man. <laughs> you don't need all of that shit. But if you want to use a toy, and maybe mm-hmm. your stomach is too big and it don't slightly or easily rub your girl's vagina, yeah. then allow her to use a toy. Or tell her, woman, if you don't know how to touch yourself... Lick that index finger and rub on that motherfucker because it will grow. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Ten, continuously using explicit language around your kids. You already know what it is. We ain't got to explain that. Yeah, don't cuss around the motherfuckers unless you want them to cuss around you. I now cuss around my mother sometimes, but I do say, hey, mom, just to tell the real story and so you can get the, the true mm mm-hmm. of the story, I'm about to say a couple a couple of words. Yeah, and I she's never okay. heard my mom curse or do any of that. And I made that my goal. When I had my kids, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I already messed up. My son was the only one to hear me, and mm-hmm. he swears up and down, and he's never going to tell anybody. Yeah. Because I think I was reacting to something that happened. And, and it's okay. Like, we all have reactions. He's like, it's okay, Mom. Dad curses all the time. All right, then. There you go. <laughs> Number 11, pretending that you're never wrong and not apologizing when you are, in fact, dead wrong. That's parents. Yeah. One thing every black millennial knows is that black parents do not apologize for anything. Literally, nothing is their fault ever. And there is not one time in the history of their life as a parent that they have ever been wrong. A black mom could leave a pot on the stove, burn down the entire block, and then have the nerve to blame her children for asking for some Easy Mac. Oftentimes, growing up, my mom would jump the gun and punish me for something I did not do. And upon realizing I was innocent or the innocent party, she would just go on living like she didn't do nothing or just not mollywop my edges off. <laughs> just say you're sorry sometimes. Black yeah. parents don't apologize. They just suddenly come and back acting all nice to you. To your kids. Yes, I just it means had the to world. apologize to my daughter this week because I. It means to a the world when you apologize as an adult. Exactly. But to kids, I think it's especially important because it shows them that you can be wrong. And you're flawed. Yes. Yes. And. and I think that's the hardest thing for parents to do. But even when I popped off on my daughter, I thought about it and I was like, okay, wait a minute. And then it dawned on me that what I thought she did, she she didn't didn't even fucking do. And so I went back and I apologized to her and she just, her, her face lit up. Like, are you really apologizing to me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Number 12, making us call everyone auntie and uncle. Everyone is not our auntie and not our motherfucking uncles. And you should really be more careful about how you choose and let your children around. Which leads me to my final point, number 13. Ignore sexual abuse and shaming daughters. I don't know. 
But number 13, for real, ignoring <laughs> sexual abuse and shaming your daughters. That inappropriate cousin that flirts with all the ladies, including blood relatives, is nasty. And you should not continuously be inviting this motherfucker to the family gatherings where children are present and you know it. No, there are no cuss words in this article, but I'm putting them in there. Mm-hmm. Those uncles that you have that make you feel like you need to tell your teen daughter to put on longer pants or cover up with a jacket or predators and should not be invited to the house. And when your daughter tells you that your husband makes her sit on his lap when they're alone together, believe her. She yeah. did not seduce your man, and he needs to be in jail. And I think that's a big thing in black families. Um, I don't know too many people that don't have that story to share. Personally, it happened to me yeah. by an older gentleman in my family. Um, and I did, you know, speak up. And the reply was, oh, you know, he's old. Yeah. He's not at himself. He's always given a pass. And I just could not be in the house with him by myself yeah. again. And I told you, I, I think we've talked several times when we were, you know, it was times we had discussions about moving in. And I was like, well, I don't ever want your ex-husband to feel like Oh, and that's I'm why I'm super particular yeah. about, even when my kids were first born, like I come from a small family. His family is much larger than mine. Yeah. So they have a lot of cousins around the same age and doing the sleepovers. I never wanted my kids to feel like they were missing out. Yeah. But it took me the longest to allow them to sleep over just be because around. of my own personal experience because yeah. I don't trust family yeah. or not it's some yeah and it got to be careful because I remember <laughs> some real even sketchy having, territory but even having friends I think people have to be comfortable because I've had homegirls who have kids and like I literally remember being on the phone with girls that I was dating and they had their kids and like I guess the little boy or the girl would be in the bed or especially if they have a boy and I remember one girl in particular she would wear like tank tops and she had big breasts mm-hmm. but she would wear like tank tops and little booty shorts mm-hmm. around her son so of course he laying in the bed and he touching on the titty he yeah. biting on trying to and I'm like okay and that's the at, ultimate sacrifice and in my mind I'm thinking at what age is this nigga gonna get off the fucking titty exactly I mean at some point he gonna start looking at you as a sexual object because just like Gabrielle said she masturbated at five like like, I think, I think, look this up, don't fact check me, but I think it's true because I've heard it several times that we masturbate, we start masturbating in the womb. I'm going to definitely have to look that up. Look it up right now. But, um, but no, I think. You, no, I'm looking it up. You can keep, oh, you can okay. keep talking. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I got Google right here in front of me. <laughs> I know, I know they say baby's dream and all of that in the womb. I want to see this. When does... Masturbation start And why when you put in masturbation Even when you text and masturbate Like the word masturbation does not When do kids start masturbating You should have said does masturbation start in the womb Because okay. that's going to be like a whole bunch oh, of childhood shit. Okay. Facts. Does masturbating start in the room Does masturbation oh, start room. in the womb Does masturbation <laughs> But no start. I was saying going back to you Talking to your friend and how she would wear her tank tops And booty shorts Yes that's fetuses like, masturbate That is the that's a major sacrifice because I love to walk around in as little clothes as possible mm-hmm. but when you have kids you cannot do that and I think women and should it, walk around as, I think women should walk around in as little clothes as possible especially if you have a man we yeah. ain't talking about kids now but definitely as a man you should it turns them on. And yes, I found it. There's several articles showing here that kids do masturbate in the womb. I don't know how they are rubbing one out with those little things, but maybe. Like, how many times do you just see kids? You even see little niggas well, when they got babies, pampers on. Yeah, they be pulling at their pamper. Like, that. why yeah. are you cock blocking me from my own dick right now? <laughs> Ain't nothing funnier than seeing a little boy with a pamper on looking like he got fat balls or a little girl with a pamper on looking like she got a little fat ass. And they be waddling because the pamper is so fucking wide. So, man, that's all we got, man. Uh, 
We about to wrap this bitch up Episode to drop tomorrow On Monday man I want to give a special shout out To again the listeners Shout out to the homie uh, Franklin Williams If you need any Amazing photography Any amazing videography, videography Hit him up at FJRstudios.com Digital designs For logos Business cards The homie does it all Anything that you see On social media um, Outside of the website Which Artesia runs um, Franklin Dell Williams mm-hmm. FJR Studios Is doing it for us The audio visualizes A lot of people inbox me and say hey where do you get this from FJR Studios when people say hey where you get those amazing photos from from the Martin Trivia Live event FJR Studios when people ask me hey how did you get uh, the logo or the logos that you come up with or the mm-hmm. um, the flyers that you guys do for the events you have FJR Studios I go to FJ- FJR well, now, Studios re- is a one stop shop branded, so it's shot by Posterboy now okay yeah so it's still FJR Studios but I, I've, I've announced that too it's Posterboy that's mm-hmm. poster boy is spelled B-O-I for anything that you need on Facebook Instagram well Instagram and Twitter he's Posterboy on uh, Facebook is Franklin Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. if you want to go to his website it's FJR Studios so be sure to check him out man um, we used to have a motto Growing up in Texarkana, that TK support TK. Mm -hmm. And I always want to tell people, man, black people support your own. It's okay uh, to go to white-owned businesses and other-owned businesses to get your business. But if it is a black professional woman or man that's doing their thing, please support them. Because a lot of people don't support them because we do have the stereotypes that the quality is not as good. And sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. But not every black professional is half-assing it out here. So be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.thereality.com. Com. That's T-H-A. Also follow us. Uh, that's T-H-A, the reality is.com. But also follow us at the reality is on Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. If you would like to still be a guest on the show and would like to uh, like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective, be sure to email us at info at the reality is. Again, that's T-H-A, the reality is.com. Or call and leave a message at 469 469- Three five one nine six eight one, and we will be sure to answer that question on the upcoming episode. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review or whatever platform you listen to. This is what you got to understand: if you leave us a rating, if you leave us a review, that news and noteworthy part on Apple Podcasts it puts us on there. Mm-hmm. You did this shit earlier this year, and we were on the Black Experience for Apple Podcasts, and I want to do more than just be on there in February during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I want to be on news and noteworthy in a month like this. If you're not supporting my black podcast, then support another black podcast. You got Talking Greasy. You got the Popular Nobody podcast. So a couple other podcasts that I can name, but I really don't know what they stand for. So I'm really not going to throw their names out there. So I can't do that. But support those podcasts that I did just say. Um, also support uh, what's that other black podcast? Another round with the girls from BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Read is another po- uh, black podcast. Check them out. It's whatever podcast in Chicago. Check them out. I think it's the DMP Pod in DC. Mm-hmm. I think that's their name. Check them out. Um, we got uh, we got a new podcast. It's going to be releasing later this month on the Roberts Media Group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first we got podcast under the first umbrella. podcast under the umbrella. Shout out to the homie KT and Serge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a sports podcast. It's a podcast. KT is a black man. Mm-hmm. Serge is Indian. Mm-hmm. I think he is, That's but he's very well spoken, very great at sports. The reason this collaboration is so important to me for one, it's our first uh, yeah, one under Roberts one. Media Group. But not only is that KT was looking for a partner for so long. For a long he how long through, have we been knowing him? So it's at been least that two long. years. 
<laughs> so he's been looking for two years. He had some friends. It didn't go through the way it should have. He's still friends with him, but shit just don't work out sometimes. You just got it's, it's for the long haul, man. You got to find somebody that's really there for you. So shout out to Serge. Shout out to KT um, for their podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Sports Life Talk. Sports Life Talk with don't Serge. Don't take it. It's already accounted for. Yeah. It's already done. Sports Sur- Surge is on his business, man. One thing you don't know about Indian people, they do work. Oh, yeah. And it... <laughs> That motherfucker been on it. Yes. Shout out to Serge, man. Since day one. Well, that's it. You got anything else to say? You want them to follow you? Consulting? I know you just got some more consulting work, so you probably don't want to throw that out there. So you're good right now. See, look at God. God blesses you to where you can say, I don't want your money because I got enough right now. (laughs) I'm trying to get to that point. I don't know how to do administrative consulting. If y'all want a nigga that can shoot you to shit and put you somewhere, I will gladly take a finder's fee and I will put you in contact with some of these motherfuckers to get me in the doors that I've been. Well, with that being said, man, always remember to inhale courage to excel success. We love you guys. Continue to listen. Um, and if it's anything that you want us to do or come through on to support you guys on, if you're supporting us, we definitely want to support you. So we'll check y'all next week, man. Mm-hmm. 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 God damn, you know who I am. Try to be on the low. But you ain't slow Keep my shirt open, eyes low Get a lot of paper, I know But you ain't into that You like real facts Like if you show love, you gon' get it back Like if you fuck good, you won't get it back Like if you cook, want a real nigga that Gon' rap to that pussy like Uh, uh We can go and get a private room We could fuck for one night and God jump the broom Say your nigga chill Baby, come give me something, oh Baby, come give me something on Cause I can't stop loving Since I got a taste of your love Baby, come give me something on Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.